Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about Pascagoula 50 years later. That's correct. Pascagoula 50 years later. And of course, we're talking about the Mississippi UFO abduction case from 1973. Now, there's been some developments, of course. Uh, Calvin Parker has passed away. So now both of the fellows that were abducted uh, have passed. And there's also been... Uh, photographs of Charles Hickson's uh, injuries received uh, during this abduction release. And we're going to get into that. Uh, my very first podcast was done about this abduction, and I've just been fascinated with it, you know, ever since. I just think it's so convincing. There's so much evidence with these guys. Remember, October 11th, 1973, two men, Charles Hickson and Calvin Parker, were fishing on the on the Pascaluga River there in, in the Mississippi in the state of Mississippi, when they were abducted by three alien beings. And these things were really strange looking. The men described the aliens as being about, they had large heads, almond-shaped eyes, and slit mouths. And they were wearing these tight-fitting silver suits and had claws-like hands. This idea of these tight-fitting suits, it's so peculiar to me. I see it come up over and over and over again. Now, the aliens took Hickson and Parker to their spacecraft where they were subjected to a series of medical examinations, if you can call them that. Hickson said that the aliens took samples of his blood and skin and that they also inserted a tube into his nose. Now, I'm remembering that Hickson, one of his uh, neighbors, I guess, down there, had emailed me home maybe a couple, three years ago and said that his uh, parents or family had known uh, Hickson's, Charles Hickson's, and his family, and they were really good people. And I've also read that he was a uh, combat veteran of the Korean War, and it just sounds like a stand-up guy. Now, Calvin Parker, too, I've seen him in lots and lots of interviews and on television, and he just seems like salt-of-the-earth people. They're both passed away now, but they just seem like such reliable witnesses, and just not you know, the stereotype of person that you would think would, would make up stories about this kind of stuff. They had nothing to gain from it. Now, so they get abducted. After about 20 minutes, the aliens return Hickson and Parker to the riverbank. Now, both the men were traumatized by the experience, and they suffered from physical and psychological problems for many years afterwards. The Pascalita abduction case is, I think, one of the most compelling pieces of evidence for the existence of extraterrestrial life or whatever this stuff is. The two men's stories were both consistent, and they both passed polygraph test. That's a huge deal to me. It, two people pass a polygraph test. I just don't see that happening unless they really believed what they were saying. Additionally, there were several witnesses who saw the UFO hovering over the riverbank on the right on the night of the abduction. Now, remember, we did a podcast on this, how people came out later on. I think there were three or four different people from different vantage points that saw this UFO on that night. So you had multiple witnesses corroborating this sighting. To me, the evidence is strong. The two men's stories are credible. And I believe that Hickson and Parker were truly abducted by aliens or some sort of entities. And that their experience is just one of the many that have occurred throughout history. Now, I want to look at this first article here uh, that f talks about a little bit about the character of these two guys. And then we're going to get into this new evidence that's been brought up. This first article uh, deals with uh, Charles Hickson, and it's an old article. It's from 2011, September 13th. It's got an image here that says, famous for acclaimed UFO abduction 1973, as uh, Charles Hickson has died in Ocean Springs at the age of 80. 
And has this, in this file photograph, Hickson is seen posing with a drawing depicting a UFO. And he's kind of trying to show what him and uh, Calvin saw there. The title of the article says, Charles Hickson, famous for claimed Pascaluga UFO abduction, dies at 80. And there's a video and audio you can link to. This is from the golf5.com. It goes on here, it says, in Pascaluga, Mississippi, Charles E. Hickson Sr., the eldest of two men who made global headlines with their account of being snatched from the banks of the Pascaluga River in 1973 by space aliens, died Friday in Ocean Springs. He was 80. Hickson was still known to occasionally sell his book, UFO Contact, at Pascaluga outside of local businesses. He reportedly told friends and family and sometimes total strangers that aliens continued to communicate with him via telepathic means. You know, you see that so often in these cases. Hickson of Gautier was 42, when he and then 19-year-old Calvin Parker, also of Gautier, replied to, reported to Jackson County Sheriff Fred Diamond that they were fishing on October 11, 1973, off a pier at Chepetier Shipyard when they heard a buzzing noise behind them. The location is near the former Coles towing business. Hickson said they turned and saw a glowing egg-shaped object with blue lights at its front hovering about 40 feet above the riverbank. The object was about 30 feet long and 8 feet high. Frozen with fright, the two men watched as a door opened and three creatures floated above the river toward them, according to reports. The beings had legs, but did not use them, Hickson told the Mississippi Press in 1973. They were about 5 feet tall and had bullet-shaped heads without necks, slits for mouths, and where their noses or ears would be, they had thin conical objects sticking out like carrots from a snowman's head. They had no eyes, gray, wrinkled, round feet, and claw-like hands. According to Hickson's account, two of the creatures seized him and another grabbed Parker. The teenager fainted with fright, Hickson said. Huxley reported that when the creatures placed their hands under his arm, his body became numb and he was floated into a brightly lighted room in the spacecraft. According to Hickson, he was subjected to some sort of biological examination by what appeared to be a large football-shaped mechanical eye about six to eight inches in diameter, which seemed to scan his body. Parker said that he could not recall what had happened to him inside the craft, although later during sessions of hypnotic regression, he offered some hazy details. The men were released after about 20 minutes, and the creatures levitated them, with Hickson's feet dragging along the ground back to their original position on, on the riverbank. Expecting only ridicule if they were to tell anyone what had happened, Hickson and Parker initially decided to keep quiet. They then decided the government should be informed, and they called Kessler Air Force Base in Biloxi. A sergeant there told them to contact their local sheriff. Uncertain about the reception their story might get from the local law enforcement, the pair drove to the Mississippi Press on Delmas Avenue to speak to a reporter. When they found the office closed, Hickson and Parker felt they had no alternative but to talk to Diamond. After listening to their story, Sheriff's Captain Glenn Ryder put Hickson and Parker in a room wired for sound in the belief that the two men were left to, uh, if the two men were left alone, they would reveal their hoax. But both men stuck to their story. Wikipedia has a partial transcript of their, of their conversation. It says, Parker Parker says, I got to get home and get to bed or get something or, or get some nerve pills or see the doctor or something. I can't stand it. I'm about to go half crazy. Hickson says, I'll tell you when we're through, I'll get you something to settle you down so you can get some damn sleep. 
Parker says, I can't sleep like this. I'm just damn near crazy. Hickson says, Will Calvin, when they brought you out, when they brought me out of that thing, damn it, I like to never in hell got you straightened out. His voice rising, Parker said, my damn arms, my arms, I remember they just froze up and I couldn't move, just like I stepped on a damn rattlesnake. They didn't do me that way, sighed Hickson. Now both men were talking as if to themselves, and Parker says, I passed out. I expect I never passed out my whole life. Hickson says, I've never seen nothing like that before in my life. You can't make people believe. Parker says, I don't want to keep sitting here. I want to see a doctor. Hickson says, they better wake up and start believing. They better start believing. Parker says, you see how that damn door come right up? Hickson says, I don't know how to open it, son. I don't know. Parker says, I just laid up, and just like that, those expletives, just like that, they come out. Hickson says, I know, you can't believe it. You can't make people believe it. Parker, I paralyzed right then. I couldn't move. Hickson, they won't believe it. They're going to believe it one of these days. Might be too late. I know, I knew all along. There was people from other worlds up there. I knew all along. I never thought it would happen to me. Parker, you know yourself, I don't drink. Hickson, I know that, son. When I get to the house, I'm going to get me another drink. Make me sleep. Look what we're sitting around for. I got to go tell Blanche what we're waiting for. Parker, I got to go to the house. I'm getting sick. I got to get out of here. Hickson left the room and Parker was alone. Parker, it's hard to believe. Oh, God, it's awful. I know there's a God up there. Hickson and Parker insisted they be given polygraph tests. The tests suggested their accounts were truthful, according to reports. And then it goes on and talks a little bit about what the debunkers have to say, which I really don't care about that. And then it says, referencing Hickson, in his book, which he co-authored with William Mendez, Hickson wrote that the aliens contacted him three times following the abduction. In January 1974, at a local tree farm in February 1974 at his home, and on Mother's Day in 1974 on Miss, on Miss 67, he said the messages were always the same. We mean you no harm. You are the chosen one. Your world needs our help. That's strange to me. I don't know how you help somebody by abducting them against their will, running uh, strange uh, medical experiments on them or whatever kind of experiments these things were. Calvin Parker, I said, like I said, has also passed away. And this article from theclarionledger.com dated uh, September 2nd, 2003, written by Brian Broom. It says, the title says, It completely changed my life. Calvin Parker, Mississippi man, allegedly abducted by aliens, has died. It goes on, it says, Parker, on alien abduction, it's just a deal in life that happens, and you don't have any control over it. Maybe if I was a little older, I would have handled it better, but I wasn't, and I didn't. Calvin Parker of Moss Point, Mississippi, one of two men who claimed to have been abducted by aliens in Mississippi in 1973, has died following a life that was dictated by the alleged event. Quote, it completely changed my life, Parker told the Clarion Ledger on November 7th, 2022. It's just a deal in life that happens and you don't have any control over it. Maybe if I was a little older, I would have handled it better, but I wasn't and I didn't. Parker was 19 at the time, said he and co-worker Charles Hickson were fishing from a pier on Pascaluga, on Pascaluga River near Pascagoula, Pascaluga, Pascagoula, a UFO mystery. And this is dated September 24th, uh, 2023. It says, it has been described as one of the most credible alien abduction stories in history. 
Now, 50 years on, new evidence has come to light with the UFO experts, says proves close encounter took place in Mississippi's Pascaluga River. On October 11, 1973, two fishermen were enjoying an after-work jaunt when they, had a bizarre, when they heard a bizarre sound and saw flashing blue lights, which they first thought belonged to a police car. Instead, a hovering oval-shaped craft emerged. Out of it, they told investigators, came their captors, three creatures with robotic slit mouths, which took them on board and physically examined them. Or I think you could say physically abused. Co-workers Calvin Parker and Charles Hickson managed to escape the ordeal, dazed, confused, and with little more than pinprick injuries. Their wounds have been described as physical evidence, which UFO enthusiasts say debunks skeptics' claims that it was all in the men's heads. And now, for the first time, photographs of the injuries have been made public. So here we are 50 years later before these things become public. And it has the pictures here. It says uh, three puncture-type marks were noted on Charles Hickson's left arm, and then uh, on Parker, puncture-type marks of the same fashion were noted on the inside of the foot, as indicated in the photo. Just like little puncture wounds that we see so often in these situations. I would love to have known if these guys were ever tested for implants. The never-before-seen photographs and testimony from the men have been published by UFO researchers who say they are unprecedented evidence of extraterrestrial life forms coming to Earth. Philip Mantle has been studying UFO sightings for decades and said he finds Parker and Hickson's case now buoyed by the new evidence the most believable he's come across. I have been investigating UFOs for 40 years and have never come across anything like this anywhere. It is unprecedented physical proof that something happened that night, he told Mail Online. Parkinson and Hickson were interviewed and examined by Dr. James Harder in the hours after they were supposedly abducted and dragged into a strange glowing object by humanoid beings. In a paper, Mantle says, that was typed up by Dr. Harder, an engineering professor and UFO enthusiast, the men are said to have been left with certain markings on their bodies, which both could not account for. The document, which Mantle says was shared with him by CUFOs, reveals a ufologist's methods of examination and what he found on the two men. Three puncture types were noted on Charles Hawkins' left arm. A close examination revealed that the, ep- that the epidermis had been penetrated as if by a needle-like device. At the same time, certain sections of the epidermis had been removed in a circular fashion. We hear this so often. No other injuries were found, it says, apart on Parker's puncture-type marks of the same fashion were noted on the inside of his foot as indicated in the photos. Again, no other marks or rashes were noted on the rest of the body except for naturally occurring blemishes and pimples. Mantle is insistent that the tiny cuts on the men's arms, feet, and legs could not have come from any thicket or other rough surfaces that they might have encountered on their fishing trip. Mantle and fellow researcher Dr. Ryan Scott found the pictures after combing through archives of various UFO groups, including the Center for UFO Studies, who shared the documents with them. Mantle has also extensively interviewed Parker himself, who sadly passed away last month, age 69. Just 19 years old at the time, Parker was taken out fishing by a colleague, 42-year-old Charles Hickson, after his first day on a new job. The men stayed until after sunset and were about to collect more bait as they hunted for fish when they saw lights and the objects appear. Out of the craft, which was said to be 30 to 40 feet across, 8 to 10 foot high, and 2 feet off the ground, came three creatures described as humanoid shape and around 5 feet tall. In Mantle's summary of the men's various descriptions of their captors, he wrote the creature's skin was pale in color and wrinkled, and they had no eyes that the men could discern as slits for mouths. 
Their heads also appeared connected to their shoulders with no discernible neck. There were three carrot-like growths instead. One where the nose would be on a human, and the other two where ears would normally be. The beings had lobster-like claws at the ends of their arms, and they seemed to have only one leg. Hickson later described the creature's lower bodies looking as if their legs were fused together, ending in elephant-like feet. Hickson also reported that the creatures moved in mechanical, robotic ways. Both men said they were paralyzed and taken into the UFO where they underwent extensive examinations. The men had originally wanted to keep their wild story under wraps, craving nothing more than a mundane life with Parker's wedding just a month away at the time. But after a bit of thought and convincing Rhys Palahickson, a veteran of the Korean War felt it his duty to report what they had seen. They called up the local airbase to get in touch with Project Blue Book. The U.S. Air Force's investigations programs were told that it was defunct. Hickson was told to speak to the local authorities and got in touch with Jackson County Sheriff's Office instead. They were brought in to be interviewed separately and together by police with the transcripts of the meetings revealing their terror. We did everything we knew to try to break their stories, Jackson County Sheriff's Captain Ryer told the Washington Post in 1972. If they were lying to me, they should be in Hollywood. Mantle also cites various other tests conducted on the man and that he and what he says are piles of witness testimony from the night in question. The men were taken for radiation testing, which returned it negative. Mantle admitted, but other tests performed, he says, came back. But other tests he performed, he says, back up their accounts. Parker, who was remained convinced of what he saw until his dying day, said in an interview before his death, "We took polygraph tests, voice stress tests, been hypnotized three times, had more credible witnesses than any case around, and more credible people talking." But see, back in the 1970s, people thought he was crazy to have done something or seen something like that. As naysayers continued labeling counter-hoax five decades on, Mantle said that he will not give up hope that the evidence he has compiled will be taken seriously. He added that he is open to skepticism and admitted that UFO community needs to needs skeptics to keep them rigorous in their research, inviting anyone who doesn't believe the claims to read the evidence he has laid out in his new book, co-written with Dr. Scott. Beyond Reasonable Doubt, the Pascaluga Alien Abduction came out on September 1st and can be bought on Amazon. Wow, what a great article. Now, I've got all these articles... Uh, the link's listed at the Buy Me A Coffee website. You can go there and take a look at them if you want to. And it's got, it's got the actual uh, examination report from 1973. To me, this is uh, just one of the most upfront, uh, tell it like it is, alien accounts I've ever come across. They don't try to get too far into explaining what, why they were abducted. Uh, they don't even know exactly what happened to them once they got on board. I just, like I said, I see two salt-of-the-earth guys, uh, one of them who was, what, in his 40s, one of them who was 19 years old, a young man just starting out in life. They had everything to lose and nothing to gain by telling this story. But here it is 50 years later, and this UFO abduction incident just keeps uh, keeps on giving. Rest in peace, Calvin Parker, and rest in peace, Charles Hickson. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out. <laughs>